praise him. Let's praise him tonight. Let's praise him in the morning. Let's praise him in the noontime. Praise him. time it's that holy ghost it's that holy ghost and fire and it's keeping me alive it's keeping me alive yes it's keeping me alive it's that holy ghost and fire and it's keeping me alive this lady will see an age it's keeping me alive oh and it's all over this church Keeping me alive. Well, it's all over me. Why? Because we've been expecting that. It's Jesus. It's keeping me alive. Oh, it's way down deep inside. And it's keeping me alive. It's keeping me alive. It's keeping me alive. Well, it's way down deep inside. And it's keeping me alive. It's Jesus. Holy Ghost and fire, yes, it's the Holy Ghost and fire, and it's keeping me alive, yes, it's keeping me alive, praise God, it's keeping me alive, well, it's that Holy There's only one Brother Brent. We had Brother Warren attends the same assembly, closed in prayer. No, no disrespect, Brother Warren, but what you don't express up here, he does. Times five, <laughs> times ten, maybe. <laughs> God bless you. Nice to have you both here. I'm very happy to be in church. Oh, my. You know what? Maybe your body was starting to go into the comatose mode because it's later in the evening. Well, I think it just got kick-started a little bit. So. And that's a good thing. We're about to hear the word. Amen. Well, let's just, I just want to make a couple of quick announcements. Um, on December 30th this year, we're going to have a little gathering, be a potluck at a hall, and we're just trying to make arrangements. We're going to send out an email, try and figure out how many are going to be there. If you can respond to the best of your ability, I know some might be traveling, going to different places, just if you can remember that. Uh, we're just trying to get some numbers, trying to understand where we're at. So we'll, we'll get an email out in the next few days, and, and you'll be able to do it if you can respond by next week sometime. I realize some will be on the road somewhere this next week. That's right? Right. A uh, couple of quick announcements on uh, Sunday morning. We still have a service here, one service on Sunday morning. We've got deacon, we've got song leader, piano player, and we've got a preacher too. Brother Jonah Emke is in town, so he's going to minister. So you'll be blessed. I know you'll be blessed, and it was just an answer to prayer. It just worked out the way it did, so... Uh, just, just come expecting. I believe God's going to do something. Amen. So that's, that's good. And those of you that are traveling to Saskatchewan, uh, I know many are leaving. Friday is um, Remembrance Day. Um, so there's the wedding on Saturday. But just so you know, if you, if you wish, but uh, the Grunthal Church, Brother Kelly Hildebrandt, they're also having meetings this weekend. They had been planned for 
a long time. So I think Friday night they're having a meeting and they're having a couple on Sunday. But you have Liberty. Um, Brother Andrew Glover will be there. So if you want to get there a little earlier and be a part of that meeting, you can do that on Friday or on Saturday, those of you that are traveling. Is that good? All right, let's turn to the Word. That's all the singing we'll do. Let's go to the Bible. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. I'll just make mention of a couple of prayer requests before we pray, but let's just read the Scripture first. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Uh, I am come that they might have life and they, they might have it more abundantly. Let's just bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we've just read from your word. We've sung songs. We're grateful to be in church tonight. We're grateful for the Spirit of God. We're grateful for the people of God. And we're grateful to be here. Now, Lord, we ask as we just turn our attention to the word that you would just direct us, you would lead us, you would strengthen us. Bless us, we ask, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You may have your seats. I wanted to just mention a couple of quick prayer requests um, uh, that were, we've been praying about and just to update you so you just have the information, but uh, I just wanted to make mention and I heard from Brother Darren Boyer regarding um, Willie, Brother Willie McGowan, his condition has stabilized. They said the blood that, that he was bleeding after a surgery they plan to keep him there for a few more days, and then they'll let him go home. Um, it's not bleeding now, so they're, they're just working with it. Healing is a process, and we believe God will, will do that. We want to remember our sister Liz uh, Stewart, that she's been having some tests. We also remember Brother Len. He's, he's feeling a little bit better. Uh, also uh, was able to go to the hospital to visit Brother Luke Semenuk yesterday. He, there's... The doctors are really searching, looking for something, and it's a real time of searching for, for Brother Luke as well, and sometimes God brings us to this place so that we can look to him, and sometimes just to draw him closer, and so we just pray God's perfect will be done for our Brother Luke. Uh, the Lord willing, he'll be, I, I, I don't know the latest as of today, but the Lord willing, he'll be released from hospital, so um, we just want to continue to remember him in prayer if we can. Um, also heard uh, from Sister Anne, who had gone back to Nigeria. She was just saying she made it home safe. She just was glad that she escaped before the snow came. No, she didn't say that. I said that. But her timing was impeccable, actually. <laughs> and uh, I, I, read, I heard yesterday that Alberta, out of the 15 coldest places of, in the earth right now, Alberta had seven of them. So aren't you glad you live here? Like, aren't you glad that you're on the, on the record-setting edge of things? Okay, it, it's not the, a lot of enthusiasm here, but it's, it's true. So, and then also heard from Sister Ansa Ogu. She just sent her greetings to the church. Nice to have Brother Moses here. He's just coming back from his singing tour. Um, uh, sorry, Brother Moses. <laughs> I noticed he sang a song in Cloverdale, and it was a blessing. And we heard it here too, so 
You know what? And there's believers in different parts of the world. They know Brother Moses for his singing. And uh, we know him for his ministering and singing. God bless you. Nice to have you with us again, Brother Moses. Um, we read John chapter 10. I'm going to invite you also to turn over to 1 Peter uh, chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. We'll just try and jump into the word and keep going. 1 Peter chapter 5. Let's just start reading from verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. If you notice the scripture, as a roaring lion. There is a lion that has roared in this day, but the devil is not an original. He is a copycat, and he can only copycat what God is doing. So as a roaring lion, and all he can do is roar, he can't bite. The stinger was taken out of him at Calvary. Over to the book of 1 John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. And we know, we have known and believe the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. I'm going to use this as a title tonight. What the devil is afraid of. Okay? What the devil is afraid of. Now, I'm, I'm, I enjoyed the services on Sunday. Brother Andrew, God bless you. And then also, Brother Max, God bless you. I also had some fellowship with Brother John on some quotes today. And as I, I was going to play a tape tonight and do that because I felt my voice wasn't there. But as it started going, and, and there was also a tape I do want to share at some point here. And, uh, but as it started going, God started moving and working. So I just feel to go this way. Now, the prophet in this age, he came... And we have been, we've been given a window into a supernatural dimension more than any other age, uh, other than Jesus himself. There, you know, he would look into a dimension, he'd say, there's that light, it's over so-and-so, it's over so-and-so. Or then he'd say, this one is shadowed to death. Or he'd say, there's a hood of death over such and such. Now, we couldn't see it. The camera picked those things up once in a while, but... That is a part of the age that we live in. So we can see we are between worlds. We're between uh, the dimensions. The war that is going on in another dimension is manifesting here on earth. Now, um, <coughs> I felt like I wanted to say some other, I'll, I'll leave it. I'm not going to go into I'll leave it for some other time. We're also living in the age of the fullness of the revelation. That which God had in the back part of his mind. Now, there's two books that Satan hates. And this age has brought more light to those books than any other age. So that's the book of Genesis and the book of Revelations. Now, 
one sign or one sure indicator that you're on the right track is when Satan fights you. Uh, I'll tell you what, I've learned that over time, that you, when he's fighting something, God's got something in this too. And, and, I, and I believe that, and, and you don't have to look very far. In this last age, God is calling the Jews back to their promised land. Now that's a natural people. <clears throat> I might need a little bit more volume here, but uh, just, just help me a little bit by, by helping me preach, okay? And, and, and to the Jews, now the Jews, God had to get them into their land. And it wasn't easy, but he, he would allow uh, afflictions. He would allow cruel dictators to rise up. He would allow these things, but it drove them back into their land. And it was a great fight. You know, <coughs> you read the stories of how Israel got established in 1948. They were a band of cast-offs. And, and they were fighting against an enemy that was superior. But somehow they, they got their, their, their land back. And, and then they had challenges in 1967 and 1973. And, and they've been continually at war. But yet Israel not only survives, but they thrive. Now that's not too different from the bride of Jesus Christ in this death day. If you look at how this message started, it didn't start in a great big movement, but it was a little bit here, a little bit there, cast out of churches because of what God made real, and slowly churches formed. And don't think for a moment the devil is happy to see that happening. He is, he is actually against that and fights it with everything he can. In fact, I'm, I'm going to... You know, I, I'm tired of being on the defensive. I'm going on the offensive today. And I think we need to go on the offensive. Because you might think we're scared of what the devil can do. He is way more scared of what we can do. He is way more scared when God gets into you and when he gets into this church. I'll tell you what, he is way more scared of us than we are of him. Let me read something to you. This is from the message. Um, uh, Satan, uh, let me just see which one I got. Okay, so we're going to start. I want to just read this a little bit from Satan's Eden. God's Eden was established in righteousness. Satan's Eden is established in sin. Because Satan is sin. Let me, let me just make this remark. America had elections yesterday. And it looked like if you're a conservative, you were hoping for the conservative base to kind of take over and to do things, but it didn't go that way. And, and so much so, many people were, were kind of regretting that it didn't go that way. And, and, uh, but, but if you look at it, and I, and I would just, I'll just say it this way, is America is slowly changing. And, and what America is changing to is, is if, if you want to actually take it this way, it, it, it is coming to um, moving from the lamb because America started out as a lamb. And as, as a lamb, they, 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 they started as a lamb, but they're slowly turning 
to, to give their power to the beast. And to do that, they actually have to change their moral compass. They have to change everything about them. And so this, this has been in works for years. America is no longer the land of the free. America is no longer a nation. They've been given over to something. So you, you see that more and more in, in, in where everything is going. Now, <coughs> it, is, it is setting up to give the beast its power is where it's going. Now, Brother Bannon would say this, God's kingdom, God is righteousness, his kingdom is established in righteousness, peace, and life. Satan's establishment is in sin and religious sin. Notice how he deceived his deception. He promised it. Does anybody want to see it? Let's turn to Isaiah. And he goes to Isaiah 14. And I'm going to go to the same place. Isaiah chapter 14, if you will. Now we you, you will know these things. And I'm tired of saying we, 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 you're familiar with these things. But I don't know if they've penetrated us like they ought to. So let's not just say, I know that and relax. Let's just read it again. Isaiah 14 verse 12. Now, I, I want you to think about this because the devil is a person. And, I, and he's going around the earth today. And he's establishing his kingdom. And he also is, is hating the fact that Israel is coming to their promised place. But a bride is coming to their promised place. And they are threats to what God has said about Israel and about the bride. And Satan has said, I will ascend. Okay? So he's got thoughts. Okay? Let's, let's look at them. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut to the, down to the ground, which did, didst weaken the nations? Now, this, this was when Lucifer was in heaven and nobody could see it. But God was discerning his heart all along. God knew what was in him when he created him. He knew what it would take and what it would manifest. And he knew when, when he would become jealous, when he would have iniquity begin to rise. God discerned that. That same God is here on earth today. He still knows what the devil is thinking. And it says he didn't just leave it in the back part of his mind, but he gave it to us and we can look. Oh my, I, I just feel like jumping into a whole bunch of quotes. Why is the devil howling? It's because of this mystery, revelation in this last day. That's why he's howling. Why are we going through battles like we've never gone before? Because he knows his time is cut short. He knows he doesn't have long. And that's the truth. And I'll tell you what, there's a part of me that, that starts, something starts bubbling up when this happens. I'm not going to cower down. I'm going to bubble up and say, praise God, it's coming. Isaiah 14, verse 13. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit. So he wants to be like God, okay? But he also wants to sit upon the mount of the congregation. Okay? Who is the congregation? That's us. He wants to have reign over God's people. And the Bible would say, in the sides of the north. Now, do you know that the north is where the eagle anointing was? 
That's where the eagle, so what is the age that he's really trying to manifest himself? This is the part that he can't get. Because God has said this will not denominate. This will be a people that will not go down. This is under a restoration. God will bring it back to where it fell from. And it won't fall again. So he says, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. My, you could just stop there. We can take quotes like that and think, wow, we're fighting against this. There's never been an age like this. I could take quotations today and I could say, America's going down. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And we can do all of those things and we can go away depressed. But God never leaves us depressed. He does that to show us, but he also shows us the flip side. So he takes verses 12 to 14, and he says, okay, this is what he wants to do, but I want to show you verse 15. Verse 15, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. And then he goes a little further into verse 16. And he says, they that see thee shall narrowly look upon you. And they'll say, is this the man that made the earth to tremble? The one that shook kingdoms? You mean this little wimp? And he's a wimp. That's what he is. No, he's deceitful, but it's deceit. We don't have to cower to it. You know, I, I love how, you know, John the Revelator, and it was in, 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 in Revelation 17, and, and he comes and God shows him this, this beast, this city on a hill, and he shows him this beast, and John looks with admiration. And he, and he says, why are you marveling? I'll show you the mystery of this beast. And he says, look at this and this and this. So if, if John, the, the revelator, could look at it that way, it would be easy for us in our natural being to be deceived. And, and that's what the devil would do. But the Holy Ghost in you, the word of truth, will never be deceived. You keep the word in front of you. You keep the spirit of God in you. And you will be just fine. No matter what the devil throws at you. So he says, is this the man? <laughs> You know what, every once in a while, it's just good to remind them. Are you the man? <laughs> Are you the man? You know, I don't know who, was, who was it in, in the dark ages? Uh, you know, he, would, you know he, he was sleeping soundly, and, and it's like some kind of a demonic feeling came and, 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 and into his room, and it was dark, and, and then he turned over, and he saw a figure in front of him, and he, and he looked at him, and he said, oh, it's you, and he went back to sleep. That, that's the way we ought to go, oh, it's you. Yeah, he... Brother Bram says, I run into him every day. The devil isn't just something. You'll run into him every day. But do we recognize him in all of his tactics? Okay? Now, I'm going to go a little further here. He says in the message, this is also in the God of this evil age. In the middle of all of this, in the middle of this kingdom being set up, God is also calling a people for his name. A people that's going to a wedding to be married to him, to be a part of him. Just as a man chooses a right wife in life that was ordained to be a part of this body, so is this bride of Christ to be ordained to be part of that body. Notice, he says, God chose us before the foundation of the world and he's calling in this last days not an organization, but a a people for his name. Mrs. Jesus Christ. And this evil age is when he's doing it. This very age of deception. Matthew 24. The most deceiving age of all the ages. The ages of deceit. False prophets arise. 
This signs and wonders deceive the elected, if possible. Now, see, not just cold, star formal, starchy churches. The elect would never pay attention. But it's up there, almost like the real thing. Just leaving out one word is all you have to do. And friends, I'm not smart enough to figure that out. And I just come to the Lord every day, Lord, you show me. You lead me. I, 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 you know, God can call smart people. He can call dumb people. Sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm kind of slow, and I, I, but I need God. But you know what? If you have God, you have everything. And, and you don't have to worry where you're at. And he says in, in Power of Transformation, the enemy uses deception. And he says, oh, has God said? Surely, but surely. Watch the question. And watch how it comes. Because that'll tell you a lot. The same devil that came to Eve in the Garden of Eden is the same devil that came to Jesus when he was on earth. If thou be. If thou be. You know, it's, it's never like asking the question with an expectation like, I don't know the answer. But the question comes with a challenge. That's the same tactic today. If you're the bride of Jesus Christ, then da 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 da. No, I don't even have to answer to that. We have the answer to the devil's question. And sometimes the answer is just to be quiet. That can be the answer. Okay, he says now, trying to reason. God said, but surely, see him spray over that? See, God says, God keeps, he doesn't need any help from Satan. He keeps it. Don't be deceived by it. Notice, it brought forth of his kind. Now, I, I want to read just, you know, let me just share a couple of things. I want, I'm, I, want to, I want to just get some things off my chest. You know, the devil dwells in discouragement. You know, he'll, 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 he'll try to get you down. But you know what? Just sing a song. You know, maybe it's a Wednesday and it's cold and everything. Just invite Brent Gransky to, to help us. God knows how to do things. You know, just, just, just do these things. You know what? Sometimes just start singing. You know, you, you get depressed. You get things. You know, I was just was sharing with a brother the other day. Sometimes we share things in the internet world over social media, over texting. Sometimes we share things in a way we would not if we were person to person. The devil has, has opened that channel that we sometimes just feel free. We do this, we just send it out, we send it out. But sometimes that gets misunderstood. Sometimes we just say, you know, like, I don't know, what, what do they call it? Tweet or Twitter? Twitter, Twitter. You Twitter things out. Well, it just, I'm feeling this. I'm, I'm eating this food and it, it doesn't taste good. And you just send it out. Who cares? Like, really, who cares? Or I'm eating this and it's tremendous. Well, maybe somebody else does care because they're looking for a good restaurant or whatever it is, right? But, you know, we send those things out and then somebody comes and, and, and says, oh, I really feel bad for you. Why? Oh, you tweeted something about how you're feeling. And then they get offended. But you told us that's how you're feeling. I'm a Christian. No. Listen, friends. The devil wants you to share everything. God doesn't have to, you don't have to share everything with, with everyone. I think there's a part of us that we keep sacred before God. But the devil wants us to get into a channel. He wants to get us to a place. You know, music is the easiest thing that he'll use to infiltrate without any warning guards. 
you take a little child out to a mall and they got a little, you know, just a little three-year-old child and there's some, somebody doing a jig and, and, and all of a sudden they're doing it. And if you're, you're not careful, all of a sudden the parents are doing it. And you don't even know why you're doing it. Because it's infiltrated. Okay, so, but you know, on the other hand, music used the right way helps us. So the enemy uses deception. He uses fear to control people. So it's, it's like a bully. If you actually go look at bullies and you look at their symptoms, the reason they're a bully is because they got complexes and fears. And that's why they become bullies. But you know what? It's, it's like the flight or fight syndrome. Like, you know, whatever your complex, well, I, I'll just, you know, I'll just go away. Or you become the opposite. But that's the devil. Listen, he knows he has got no power. He becomes a bully. He tries to use fear. He tries to use things to become, to, to, to hide his own fears. Okay? Let me read this. This is in Satan's Eden. Brother Ramon said, say, here he is today in deceit, the treacherous hour, the tremendous time we're living in, the most glorious time of all ages, <coughs> the great millennium. We're facing Eden again. But right at this age, all the deceit and every tactic he's ever used, he's gathered it all together. He's reinforced himself. He's come down like God. He's put himself in place like God. He's religious. He can quote the scriptures. He can tell you all the scripture. He can leave out one little spot. That's all he has to do. He can make that gap where poison doctrine of the devil can pour through like the thinking man's filter. We talked about the other night, he says, then he would exalt himself like the most high. He would ascend. And, and this, this quotation, it's always stuck with me. He has succeeded in carrying out his threats. He has certainly had marvelous success in carrying out his threats by the people that let him explain away in every age the value of God's promised word to that age. Friends, what is this age? What is God's promised word to this age? It's the token. It's the new life. Friends, it's not, he's not scared of Ed Hammermeister, but he's scared of the God in Ed Hammermeister. He's not scared of anti-message tabernacle, but he's scared when God comes amongst his people. And he'll do everything to come against that. And I think we just need to, to say, okay, it's enough. Okay? I'm going to church. I don't have to listen to this. I'm going to commit myself to God. This is what I'm here for. And when you start doing that more and more, you watch, he has no room to work anymore. How do you want to shut him out? Well, just don't give him any room to maneuver. Now, he'll say it this way. Brother Branham would use, would use uh, let's see if I can find the quote. I had it here a little further. He says, now, you're going to a restaurant. You go to buy a bowl of soup. And it comes to your table. And it's got a spider in it. And you call the waiter over. Waiter, what is this spider doing in my soup? And if he's a jokester, he'll say, the backstroke? No, it's not what he's saying. But we get offended. Because there's a spider in our soup. And then Brother Branham says, now, 
Don't, you wouldn't eat that for nothing because you're afraid it would destroy your body. Now, if you live out in the wilderness and you, you do those things, maybe you wouldn't be. But he says, but brother, don't be afraid of him that destroys the body, but the one that destroys the soul and the body. If you're not particular, if you're particular about your food, you wouldn't eat anything dirty to make the body sick or groggy. Now he goes a step further. Then why would you swallow any kind of creed? Don't let the devil poke stuff down. Friends, I'm, I'm interested in one thing. The purity of the message. I'm interested as God would anoint it to our ministers. I'm interested as I listen to a tape. I don't want somebody's interpretation of it. I want to hear what God has for us. And I say, God, make it real to us. And furthermore, if somebody comes and says, well, it meant such and such, I, you know, and if, if, if anybody ever comes to you and you answer this way, sorry, I don't like flies in my soup. Sometimes you ought to say that. No, listen, because there's a lot of things said that have flies in them. And I think sometimes we need to just start pushing them aside. Sorry, I don't want to eat that. Somebody comes to you and tells you something, you know, this and this is going on, you know, Brother, who is it? Brother Donnie one time, he, he, he liked to have the title of DD. You know, and he says, what does that mean, Brother Donnie? He says, devil disturber. Yeah. And he says, what do you want to have DD for? Well, so I can fight DD. You know, because there's a wrong DD. There's a, there's a disinformation devil. <laughs> so I want to have, I want to be a disturber of the disinformation devil. Because he'll come to you with one little thing. Sometimes somebody comes to you and says, you know what? Did you hear such and such about something? You, you want to know and see if they're really genuine about it? Say, so, you know what? I did hear that. I think we should start praying about it right now. Why don't, why don't we just take hands together? And, and I guarantee you, many times they don't want to pray about it. I'll tell you that. That's the truth. I say, Lord, let's cut out whatever the devil wants to work. Let's not leave room for it. Let's be genuine. Let's be real. Let's say things honest. Let's say things that the devil has no room. Okay, marvelous success. So we, we read that. I want to <coughs> take this for a minute here. Brother Branham would say, now to the church in this last day, he's saying, the biggest trouble in the church today is fear. People are always scared, and that's of the devil. Don't be scared. He says, be brave. You don't have nothing. You don't have nothing. You don't have nothing to be afraid of. He says, what is the church scared about? I've always wondered what's the matter with Pentecostal people. They got enough faith to blow up the world. They got enough faith for all kinds of healings, but they're afraid to use it. That's the devil. If we could, if we could break that shadow of blackness from under the people, then something's going to happen. He said, that's my purpose here. I, I, I feel like we ought to do the same thing. I, I just say, let's, let's not leave room for him in any way. He says, Christ is the inexhaustible fountain of life. If you're planted in him, see, the devil don't care how much you come to Christ. He says, as long as you don't drink. You know, you know there's, there's another one. I think it's in, in 
the rising of the sun, Brother Ram says, the devil doesn't care how correct you are in your doctrine, but if you miss that life, that's all he's interested in. You know, Matthew 13 tells about the different people that are coming. He says, there's a group of people that hear the word, and they're about to leave, but before the word can settle in, the devil comes and plants something else in. Friends, demons do not die. What is the devil scared of? Did you ever think of this? What is he really scared of in this last day? There, there, there's this place Brother Branham gets to, and, and it, really, it, it really tells the story the way he brings it. He's talking about how <coughs> there was a man where a, de- a demon was cast out during his time. Now, now listen how he says this. Now, in that man were some of the same spirits that were cast out in the swine at Gadaria. Did you listen to how he says this? Some of these poor people out here in insane institutions, beating their heads, cells. Remember, devils never die. Devils always live. But there's a time when devils will have to die. Now, the devils that were in Gadaria at that time, they lived in an insane man, but they met a life that came. And that life was the Son of God. It was Jesus Christ. And when they met that life, they were powerless in front of that life. Now these devils, they got cast out. They went into the swine. They went into different things. And they still live today. Now those same devils were here when the prophet was here. They came into a man. And all of a sudden, they met that life again. Listen, don't think that they're not scared of that life. They're scared of that life. Now some of those devils also are beginning to recognize that it wasn't just in a prophet, but it was in a many-membered body. And those devils begin to recognize, wait a minute, there's something rising up here. Wait a minute, they're getting together. We got to do something about this. Could you imagine some of the reports that are going on? Listen, you know, they come back to, to the chief demon that Satan they said, these people are starting to get closer together. They're coming more to the truth. The life of God is dwelling in them. He says, okay, you got to do something. Spread some disinformation. Spread something here. Spread something here. Do whatever you can. What is the devil afraid of? He's afraid of if we come together as a body. That's what he's afraid of. He's afraid that if you start reading your Bible and praying that so much of God comes in you that he can't control you any longer. So what does the devil do? He starts to put fear on us. He puts fear on our young people. He makes them afraid of the new birth. When the new birth, all it is, is Christ coming in you. Pardon me. It's Christ coming in you. And what is it? The same life that was on on earth when Jesus was here, when the prophet was here, now comes into a young person. And all of a sudden, the devil's scared of that because he knows he's powerless before that. That's the token. I I, I don't know if I shared this when I was there in, in, in Weldon, but... There, there was in Africa, there was a brother, I think it was Brother John Ogu said it years ago. He said a witch doctor had come and he'd asked somebody uh, to go and, 
cast a spell on a certain house in an apartment. It was in the far corner, such and such. And, and they pays the witch doctor. And the witch doctor says, okay, which one? They go out to the site. They look at it. And he says, it's the house there. And the witch doctor, he says, I, I, I can't do it. Well, what do you mean? You're a witch doctor. You're, you're, you're renowned. You do the, I, I can't touch that house. Why can't you touch that house? Because it's got a shield of blood all around it. I can't touch that house. Friends, he can't touch the token. He can't touch that life. That is the final expression of God. That was what he died for, Brother Brent. That's what he ascended on high for. That was the inheritance he brought back down to us. That he could live in me. He could live in you. And the devil is afraid of it. And his only weapon against it is to make you afraid of it. There was a bunch of disciples one time. They were on a sea in Galilee and, and they'd left Jesus on the other shore and all of a sudden the storms started coming up and all of a sudden the waves were coming up and, and, you know, and, and everything was going and they were afraid because a thousand devils thought they were going to come and, come and sink that ship. But he said, and, and, and in the middle of their crying to God and all of a sudden they see Jesus walking on the water. Now the scripture says they were afraid of him. The very one that could help him, they were afraid of him. Friends, we can be afraid of the very thing that can help us. The truth will set you free. The Spirit of God will make you what you ought to be. And we can sit here and say, well, I'm in the message. I've learned things. I've got it under control. Friends, I will say it again. The only thing that's going to save you is the life and the life is not what you make up in your mind. It is something that God comes in on you. It'll take a new birth. <coughs> I've been raised in the message, Brother Ed. It'll take a new birth. I've sat for years and years. I've got it all down. It'll take a refilling of the Holy Ghost. It'll take more of God than we've got. Are we afraid of it? We're not afraid of it. Are we afraid that, you know, it's going to be like something's going to come? No. I, I believe you take every revelation and you hold it and you say, Lord, take me beyond what I need to go. Because there's more of you to be had. They were telling a story about how in times of the Second World War, and I don't know if this was in Japan or where this was at, but there was a person who was very instrumental in, in, in winning the victory for the war. And what, what they would do is they would distribute these leaflets amongst the, leave these leaflets and say, you're going to lose. You're going to come into an area where we've got landmines, where we've got different things. And the, and the soldiers would walk more carefully. He says, we fooled you so far, but right behind you there's landmines, and in front of you there's bigger ones. And they began to be worried. And then they dropped some more leaflets. And, and it was all propaganda. And they, and they came and says, you're going to go through a wooded area, and through this wooded area, you don't even know what we've got. We've got strings and we've got ropes. You're best to surrender right now. And you know what happened? A whole bunch of soldiers walked out with their hands in their air. Why? Because they believed the lie. Friends, if we believe the lie, we're disarmed. And listen, God will not tell us a lie, but the devil will tell us a lie. God is never defeated. God will never surrender. God will always back up. Back up his word. He will not leave us defenseless. 
And sometimes we just got to stand and shut the background noise out. Sometimes we got to say, no, I am a child of God. I will not listen to the lie of the devil. I will continue to serve him. <coughs> they have these new planes. The United States, they're, they're called these psychops. They're, they're special planes that are designed to mess with the mind of the enemy. So they send these planes out. They don't actually have physical bombs or anything. But they have the ability to infiltrate enemy radio signals and such. So the enemy's on the radio and they'll infiltrate and say, you, you're flying into danger. You, you, we've broken in. We know what you're going to do next. And they're planting these seeds. And the, these, these planes have got all this technology. And then they'll, they'll, they'll do different things and then, then they'll, they'll do different things to mess with their minds and, and, and all kinds of things. And you know what? That's, if, if that's happening naturally, do you think it's happening spiritually at all? Where's our greatest battle right now? It's in the mind. I, I'm reminded of Goliath. Okay. Goliath, okay, he was a big guy. He was probably a couple feet taller than Brother Brent. Sorry, Brother Brent, you're just a perfect target tonight. <laughs> You'll think twice about texting me that I'm coming to. <laughs> hey, we love you. We love you. But Goliath, and I just want you to think about this. As big as Goliath was, have you ever watched uh, a lion uh, in, 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 in battle? And all of a sudden, a group of hyenas, like 20 or 25, one will attack and nip at him this way, distract him, attack him, and finally they'll wear him down. A lion could kill any one of those hyenas, but a whole group of them together, they can distract him enough and wear him down and eventually do it. They, they, showed, they showed some footage, and I, I couldn't believe it. But here's Goliath, all of Israel. Okay, what was the army, 10,000? Don't you think that they could have they fought at him? But how was Goliath's victory won? It was intimidation. It was fear. It was boasting. It was things. Israel could have defeated him. But the battle wasn't a physical battle. It was a battle of the mind. Friends, and, and it was, that was all that he could pray on. And the problem was... Not all of Israel had what a young man named David was. Because David had something <coughs> that the rest of them had. He had an experience with God. And he knew who God was. He had already proved him when he met a bear, when he met a lion. And all he could say is the natural progression was this Goliath is not any more than those were. So David had an experience. Now, Brother Bannon would say it this way, and he'd say, that's the difference. We have to have an experience. We meet the devil. God can defeat any devil in my life and pour into me the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and he can slay that uncircumcised devil. He said, that's trying to defy the armies of the living God. David was concerned. Why? Because he's convinced that God was God. You ought to be con con concerned. 
Because if God is God, he will back up the word in this last day. He'll back up the message. He'll back up your prayer life. He'll back up everything. And you just need to hold it in front of him. And you need to hold it sometimes, even when there's no answer. Say, sorry, I keep holding it, Lord. And he says, now David was convinced that God could take him with a slingshot and kill that lion. And he could also take that boasting, uncircumcised Philistine under control. Now, Brother Brandon will say, convinced and concerned, a man, a God that can fill a man with the Holy Ghost, can't he heal a man or a woman that tries to defy a Christian? Sister Liz, don't worry. God is on your side. Doesn't matter what the devil tries to tell you in your mind. You just need to say, I've got the token. And whatever I, whatever's coming on me, devil, you're not going to work by fear. But you're, you're going to be defeated because I'm trusting in the living God. It doesn't matter what happens here, what happens there. And he says now, he, he'll go on to say, a hungry heart that wants to know God, God defied that devil, drove him out of the life, and he put Christ in there. Can't he do that for man? Cannot that God take the desires of the world away from you? See, sure he can, but you've got to be convinced, and then you've got to be concerned after that. The devil only believed 1961. The devil cannot destroy God's servant as long as he's in the will of God. He might try and rise him up at night. The devil might be so angry. He might try to drown him on the sea. And he will say, why are you so fearful? Because if I'm in the will of God, what do I have to be scared about? What are you worried about anyhow? Why are you all upset? He said, that's the same thing he's saying to us tonight. What are you so scared about? Why are you afraid to trust me? Friends, I think we need to just put it to the face of the devil. And you need to put it for me in front of your prayer life. We don't have to beg. We don't have to plead. We just have to say, Lord, we're children of God. We're weak. We got these weaknesses, but you're my strength, Lord. You're the one that fights for me. <laughs> the devil loves to brag. The devil would like to use anyone in our church, anyone in our families, and he would like to use them more than he would love to kill somebody in a bar room. He would love to use them to what? Breed more fear. Say, well, Brother Edward, you know, yeah, he'll try and take one person, maybe backslidden, and he'll try to make that a showcase. Where are you getting that from? What about Samson? If the Philistines really, really didn't want Samson around, why didn't they just kill him instead of putting his eyes out? No, but here's a tactic of the devil. He puts his eyes out and then he showcases him. That's the same devil we're facing. If he was really, but what's he doing? He's trying to breed more fear. Look at what I'll do to you. What's that got to do with anything? The story's not over yet. Have you not read Paul Harvey, the rest of the story? Yeah. 
I'll tell you the real rest of the story, devil. It's found in Revelations 21 and 22. When you are cast into the pit. Because a thousand years from now, at the white throne judgment, after that you'll be cast into a pit. And you know what? I'll still be here and you'll be down there. I'll be here rejoicing with God and you won't be here. We need to put him now. Put him in his place. But the devil tries to use those things. Listen, don't you think God knows right now what the devil's thinking? He knew it in Isaiah chapter 14. He, know, he knew it. Listen, here comes Job. Okay, here's the devil and, and God talking. And, in, and he speaks to the devil. Hey, what are you doing? I'm just walking around. Just hanging around. Hanging around. Oh, really, you're just hanging around. And what does God do? He discerns the devil immediately. And he said, have you considered my servant Job? And the devil must have been going, how did he know what I was thinking again? What you, I'm going to ask you, what's the devil thinking about right now? He's thinking about end time message tabernacle. He's thinking about the believers. He's thinking about your home. And he's doing whatever he can. Listen. And when God, listen, but God wasn't scared to boast of him. Have you considered my servant Job? Yeah. And how did he know that? And then God says, this Eve will not fall. <laughs> what the first Eve fell from, this Eve will not fall. She's predestinated from the roots. She will follow my word. She's been trained to it. She's listened to it. She will, my sheep hear my voice. They will not hear the voice of a stranger. They know the voice of a stranger. The thief comes but to kill and destroy. But he might portray himself, hey, where you been? Ah, just walking around. No, he's not. He knew exactly what he was doing. Listen, don't you think for a moment that a predator doesn't try to prey on the weakest one? Even a lion who is the strongest of all of the animals, do you know that they don't search out the strongest in a herd, but they tr look for the weakest one? Have you ever watched what some of these animals do in herds? Buffalo, they all form a hedge around. Have you looked at what elephants do? They all protect their little ones. You know what we're called to do? We're called to protect the life within the church. And the life is the young people. The life is my brother, my sister. That may be the one that's going through something. We're called to protect each other. We're not called to fight each other. We're called to serve the living God. And we need to stand for each other. What's he afraid of? He's afraid if you start to love your brother. He's afraid that if, if you can get those feelings away. What's stronger, fear or love? Love conquers all. Love de deflects everything. Hey, I need to tell you something about so-and-so. Pardon me. I love that brother. I love that sister. I really don't want to get into that. If you want to pray about it, I'll pray about it with you. But I don't need to hear. Because, and if it's something that's worthy, let's just get on our knees right now. I'll tell you what, you want to defeat the devil? Start by love. A word to the church. Remember, Satan will come among you. 
I, I don't like to repeat some of these. He'll bring somebody amongst you. Shoot them full of poison. Now listen, that doesn't mean the person's wrong. Because Brother Branham gives an option. He said, you go on and love them anyhow. And he says, they'll either come in and be a part of you. Oh, I would want that. Or they'll get out. Why? Because the love of God is so strong. Those people, don't they understand? Don't they listen to reason? No, they just love one another. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us as an army. What does the devil hate? The devil knows. Oh, I, I, I should. Here, I'll just jump to it. It's at the end of my notes. Christ in the true church is a continuation of the book of Acts. The Antichrist spirit will come in the church and defile it, making it lukewarm, making it formal, making it powerless, but it exposes Satan, he says, revealing his works, and he is attempted destruction of God's people and the discrediting of God's word. Why do we labor to come back down to this is how it was? This is how it should be. Because that's our absolute. That's our protection. <coughs> he knows. Listen. He says he fights it. He cannot stand it. He knows. Listen. What's he scared of? What is he scared of tonight? He's afraid of this, what we're preaching right now. He's afraid of what he, you'll do when you act on the word. He's afraid if young people. Listen, I'm just going to share my heart. The messenger of this age was predestinated by God. Gifts and callings are without repentance. From his very birth, the devil sent a snowstorm. He sent it to try to wipe that life off. But God put it on the heart of a little neighbor. Hey, there's no smoke coming out of there. And God brought that neighbor over because this is the vessel I'm going to use for the last age. And he let that man grow up. He let him grow up in, a, in moonshines and stills. And he clouded his mind with, with soothsayers and false interpretations. But no matter what the devil threw at him, God was going to get this to him. The same God that got it to the messenger is going to get it to us. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what you've gone through. But that God is going to get the revelation. He'll get it to your son or your daughter. He'll get it to their lost loved one. He is God. No matter how many scars you've got in your life. He is God. And the devil fights it. And he'll use phobias. And he'll use complexes. And he'll use all little things to try to mask it. But you know what? Just like a water lily keeps pushing, keeps pushing, keeps coming to the light, keeps coming up. Friends, no matter what the devil throws at this church, I'll use the words of Brother Spencer, it isn't enough. It is not enough. This eve will not fall. This eve will stand. I believe that with all my heart. We're living, he says, Christ the mystery. We're living in a dangerous time. He said, oh. He said, it, that's it. It's Christ, the word. He was the word. 
He, so he was the word, he is the word. And the church becomes the word by making her a part of him. And that's the word again. Personally identified by him. His property alone. She is redeemed by him. Through him. For him. And for him alone. That's right. Then what's the devil howling about? That's it. It's being revealed. Oh, what is he trying to do? To stop you from getting the fullness. This is, listen, this goes beyond an intellectual understanding. This goes beyond, he's, he, you, you're human, I'm human. But I'll tell you what, when he sees you step up, and I'll tell you what, the devil, why is he throwing everything at us? Because he knows where we're coming to. He knows what's ahead. Listen, those same demons that came to Jesus and said, why have you come to torment us before our time? They knew they had a time. And I'll tell you what, this is that time. Hey, hey, they're going to live for three and a half years on this earth yet. And they're actually going to live through uh, a millennium period. And they'll be powerless in the millennium period. Yeah. Demons on earth. Why? They've got nobody to work through. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me, let me finish this. I want to I read this one one quotation yet, and then we'll, we'll kind of close because I've kept you. And, but Brother Brandon would say this. Sorry, Brother John. I'm borrowing something from you. I was reading the other day where a man said the devil got before him. He was just a little bitty old devil. And he said, boo. And I jumped back. And he said, boo. And I jumped back. And every time he'd holler, boo, I'd jump back, and he got bigger and I got littler. Have you ever had that happen? Have you ever had it be that you're, you're under a burden and you don't know what it is? And you're trying to figure it out. And then God comes and lifts it. Oh. Well, let's back up. How did it get on you? Boo. How did it get on me? Boo again. Also, I'm carrying a bit of a weight. And I'm carrying more and more. That's the devil. Listen how Brother Brandon would put it in, in I'm going back to this other quotation before I finish this one. Devils never die. They're alive. They work from generation to generation upon human beings. Some in the form of cancer, epilepsy, tuberculosis. They can get into the flesh, but seemingly they're powerless until they can get into that person. And it says, they have to operate through a person which brings to another thought that the Holy Spirit covers the earth. Now listen, he's telling you the devil can't do anything, but here's the Holy Spirit. He said, it's almost helpless until it gets into you and me. God is depending on you and I. See, the earth is full of the Holy Spirit of God, but it's being poured out. It cannot operate until it comes into us, we human beings, to operate. Oh, Lord. 
Here I am, Lord. I lay myself before you. Come into me, Lord. Be in my words. Be in my prayers. Be in my songs. Be in my thoughts. Be in my everything. And you know what? You give him a little bit and he gets a little bigger. He said the devil wants to take us over to operate under him. He comes in a mild form. He starts in sin. Now he says, look, look at this. Listen to this. If he can get a hold of him just in a righteous man. But I'm a Christian. The devil wouldn't dare come around me. All right. Then all we have to do is plant end time message tabernacle signs all around this property. And the devil goes, I can't get in there. Because that's an end time message tabernacle church. If you think that's ever stopped the devil, you got another thing coming to you. <coughs> he says, he tries to get a hold of him, a good man, just to let him go ahead and try to be good. If he can hold him like that, until he's dead. That's what he wants to do. He's got him because no matter how righteous you are, how good you are, how moral you are, how clean you are, how honest you are, you'll never get to heaven unless you're born again. Oh God. And you say, well I got the Holy Ghost, Brother Ed, but there's people in our church that don't. They've got all these other attributes. They're clean. They're honest. They're this. They're this. They're this. But oh God, give us the new birth. And if you've got, and if you've been born again, refill me, Lord. Oh, let it live, Lord. He says, and if you're ever going to be born, you've got to be regenerated. There's not a way in the world for you ever to enter heaven or come to Christ. But I'm in the message. You must be born again. Okay, listen, I don't want to leave you on, on a heavy here. Let me, let me take you down to this last little bit. Musicians, you can come. Okay, this is now going back. And this is what kind of got me into the whole part of this service. And, and where Brother Branham now talks a little bit. And he says, <coughs> so he says, this devil said boo. And every time he'd say boo, I got smaller. And he'd get bigger. And I said, and, I, and he said, I knew I had to fight him after a while. So I looked, I looked around and I thought, what? And I found the word of God. And I rolled it around in my hand. And the devil said, boo. And I said, boo back. And he said, and when I said boo back, he got smaller and I got bigger. Listen, you've got to fight him sooner or later. You've got to use this weapon against him. And he says, you know, there's people that don't believe there's a devil. I run into them all the time. Any other believer does. You've got to fight him sooner or later. You may as well start right now. Now listen to this. This is a whole thing of my title and everything. What's the devil afraid of? Brother Random answers it. There's only one thing he's afraid of. That is the blood and the word. And faith holds it. It's strong and it marches on. What are we holding? The blood of Jesus. It, it's, it's, it's a banner. It's a breastplate for us. What is, what, what's around us? The word of God. You think, well, it's not strong enough. It'll, it'll hold. But we need faith to hold it. Are you one of them? Let's stand together. Hallelujah. There's more we could have said, but... Thank God for what we did share.
I want to I want to move on. Do you want to move on? I want to march with him. I want to move with him. I want to be a part of that army. What's he afraid of? He's afraid if the people can come together and get that revelation. Not one of us is the fullness, but I'll tell you what, we're coming to a time where we're going to need one another more and more. And I'll tell you what, you watch God then. I, I could share all the quotes about how bad it's going to be and how bad it's going to be. I could also bring all the quotes that tell you, you watch the Spirit of God then. You watch when God gets into that people that can take the group of thunders. They'll call for flies. They'll do this and this. They're a mighty army. Oh, they're a powerful group. I believe he says we're on the crest of one of the mightiest things that has ever hit the earth. What is the devil afraid of? Maybe you never thought of it this way. But he's out there right now. And, and they're having a, a meeting to discuss this meeting. <laughs> they're saying, the minute they get out, I've got to do something out there to get them to get distracted off of this word. Especially those two guys that came from Red Deer. <laughs> he says, they've got to come back and give a confession. And if they give a proper confession. Do you ever think of what, um, pardon me, I'm just, I'll finish. Did you ever think of what Rahab confessed you know she she comes and she receives the two spies and they says we know your god the whole city is trembling oh she let the the truth out of the bag there's a lot of devils that are coming to satan right now saying it's not working it's not working they're catching it listen let's put them on the offensive listen i don't i don't need to use my armor my armor has to be there but i want to use my sword I'll take my sword and start cutting a little bit. Start cutting through some things. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. We're going to move on. We're going to go a little higher. We're going to press the battle. Hallelujah. Well, let's just sing. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you. Greater is he that is in you. Hey!